Sports Stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio, brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello there, and welcome back to Around the Hearn. It's been a little bit. Uh, the uh, last time I was able to get one of these down, we were talking about the start of the uh, spring season. That seems like that was a long time ago. It's really not, but we're getting ready for the kind of the middle. It was a tournament draw for the uh, ladies happened a couple of days ago. Track teams are in their conference meets, uh, or at least getting ready for them. Baseball's got their uh, meetings this weekend. I know uh, with it being a Thursday night that a lot of the coaches actually finished up their actual voting, and they'll just kind of put pen to paper on the lines in the next couple of days. But uh, a lot to get to. Ottawa Glendorf track coach slash bowling coach slash football coach slash probably part-time, part-time maintenance guy. Matt Burwell is on to talk about the success that his track team has had this season. And uh, I love this interview. I love both these interviews, but I really love this one with a Coldwater softball coach and a Coldwater Mac championship softball coach, Kyle Arns. We recorded this Monday, and he talks about, uh, or Sunday actually, he talks about a game on Monday, and he'll reference one on Tuesday as well. But both of those games end up being wins. They win the Mac for the first time since 2000 on a Tuesday night over Minster 4-3. 7th, uh, 7-0 record, 5 MAC titles. First since 2000 on the outright variety and just the second overall on a walk-off two-run double by Macy Sheffer, one of the seniors that he honored last week and he talks about. But it's what's coming up this weekend, the uh, Strikeout Cancer Classic on Saturday. St. Mary's will play Fort Recovery at 11 a.m. Salina will play Coldwater at 1 Consolation game at 245, championship at 430. You'll hear about all of that, but it's what this means. Uh, He he lost his dad and a bus driver and uh, so much more in that gentleman in the last year, and it just sort of morphed into uh, this great event that they have coming up in Coldwater this weekend. Uh, I hope you're able to get out to it. Hell, I hope the weather stays away so you can get out to it, but uh, such a neat thing. You'll hear Kyle and I talk about coming up here in just a couple of minutes. A lot of things to get to. Softball tournament starts in a couple of days. The uh, D4 Elida district draw has Kaleida taken on Corey Rawson. Winner of that gets a top seed to Wayne Trace. Harden Northern will get Columbus Grove. Winner plays either LCC or Bluffton. McComb and Ottaville. Winner goes to North Baltimore. Ada and Arlington. Winner of that goes to Lipsick. D4 Wapakoneta district. The other half of our teams in the uh, local area. Spencerville and Waynesfield Goshen. On a game you can hear uh, on Z Sports 3, by the way. Winner gets number one overall, Minster. St. Henry takes on Marion Local. Winner on that one, uh, either Ridgemont or Fort Recovery. Upper side of Valley New Bremen gets number two in White Hot Crestview. Winner of Parkway and Perry gets number three, Lincoln View. And if it is end up, ends up being Crestview and Lincoln View, sort of an added dynamic in that tonight, Mother Nature canceled a, a whole host of games. It was supposed to be Crestview and Lincoln for the NWC title. So they've still got to make that up, whether they would do that if they met as a tournament game or what, I don't know. D3 uh, Lima District, Ottawa Glendorf gets Elmwood. Winner of that comes to Liberty Township to take on number one uh, LB. Allen East against Patrick Henry. Winner goes to Coldwater. And uh, the possibility of the district semis in that district could be Coldwater and Liberty Benton. That would be a good one. Paulding and Delphus Jefferson, winner takes on Van Buren. Fostoria and Fairview, winner goes to Riverdale. Division 2, 
Shawnee and Napoleon. This is kind of an odd one in that they don't start as early as everybody else does. Uh, the 5-11 matchup between Shawnee and Napoleon on May the 11th. Winner goes to number one, Brian, on the 13th. And then the uh, kind of the crazy way that this district is set up, Elida and Defiance don't play till the 13th. They play the winner of the two games above them, Brian, Shawnee, and Napoleon. Whoever comes out of that triumvirate will uh, end up playing those guys. Vanderbilt takes on Salina on the 10th. Winner goes to number two, St. Mary's. Bath and Kenton on the 13th. Winner gets St. Mary's, Salina, or Van Wertz. Then the only uh, super local uh, D1 team, Lima Senior, goes to Toledo to take on Whitmer on the 11th. College golf. There's going to be a lot of talk about the University of Finley women. Get this. They won by 27 strokes. The second to last round, they were up by 20. They're out in Kansas City, Missouri at the uh, D2 East Regionals. Had a 54-hole score of score of 873, second best in school history. They've won seven straight tournaments. And it even came down to two different golfers from Finley. Harry Kelly Mulcahy, the freshman from uh, LCC, and Joel Schmidtmeyer, who I feel like has been now at uh, St. Mary's for a long time, the senior. Based off in the uh, finals for the regional overall title, Mary Kelly ended up winning. Next up for the uh, Finley Women D2 National Championships for the sixth time in program history. That May 10th to the 14th in Gainesville, Georgia. Other Finley news. Finley hired former Ohio Northern uh, head coach Michelle Duran to coach their women's basketball program after she sat out for a couple of years, coached 19 years at Ohio Northern. Finley baseball team, 17-28 and 28 on the year. Softball team just broke the uh, school record for wins in a season dating back to 1987. Just the third year in the program's history. They started in 85 where they broke that record. And they uh, now sit at 36-12. and 12. You know how Dominican and Ursuline in the GMAC tourney to set the uh, program record for wins in a season. Megan Demler, 17-5 and five this year. She was an all-conference pick at Northern and was a part of the Western Buckeye League where she went to Wapakoneta. Ohio Northern University's men and women's tennis teams playing in Mason and Cincinnati this weekend in the uh, OAC tournament. They're in the semifinals. Men's track team, third after one day of the OAC championships. Women's track team in a fourth after the uh, OAC championships, uh, first couple of days. Baseball program sitting at 18 and 20. Softball, 21 and 9. They actually host Otterbein later today, about noon, as they host the OAC tournament this weekend. A lot of big things going on with Mommy Bay's turf company. They put in Kaleida's new turf uh, for the baseball team, uh, Ottawa Glendorf. After raising over a million dollars, you'll hear kind of Matt Burwell talk about that in a little bit as well. They're getting their turf for uh, the new track and the new uh, facilities at OG. The uh, press box yet to still come. Sonora Baseball looking at adding turf as well as Wapakoneta's softball and baseball programs. Things that were delayed, Putnam County track meet, supposed to be yesterday, it's postponed until next Monday. And uh, shout-out to uh, Lana LeBaker for Hilltop. Five for five with two grand slams, 10 RBI, she scored six runs and a five-winning win over Fayette. Defiance Baseball wrapped up another WBL title, gives them 27 on Wednesday night, their third straight, with a 2 nothing win over Wapak. Wapak softball, well, they get the WBL title. They beat Defiance 16 nothing for their first title since 2017. 
Talked a little bit about the Mac, but Minster beat Coldwater Wednesday to throw a monkey wrench into Coldwater's overall uh, chance at a uh, league title. They, now the uh, Cavaliers have one loss. They were supposed to play St. John's on Thursday night to decide the uh, league title. Both teams are 6-1 and one on their nature. Eh, nope, sorry. Van Wert passed the bond issue with 72% of the vote to allow for the upgrades and the fundraising at Eggers Stadium. And I'm excited for this. They're going to get a new press box. They cut a similar to OG, and it'll make, I believe, six or seven of the teams in the WBL will have turf. Coaching hires this week. Walpaw Canetta hired a uh, basketball coach, Marcy Alberts. Comes over from the college game. A lot of uh, ties to the Fort Wayne area. Played at Ohio State. She's from Wooster. Played for the Cleveland Rockers in the inaugural season of the uh, WNBA. Tenora. Iron Andrew Thiel, per the Crescent News, is their new girls head coach. He was an assistant and a teacher in the uh, boys program and in the uh, school system. And just within the last couple of hours, as I taped this, Lynn Grohl of Black Swan Football, who's been on this show before talking about last year's publication, says that Defiance College is looking for their third coach in nine months after head coach Ernie Wilson took a job to coach Major League Football I don't know much about Major League Football, but good luck to him. Braden Leibarger will transfer from Michigan to Indiana State after uh, finding a home there. He'll pitch this summer for the Locos after he had uh, successful surgery in his mouth for a year. A couple of no-hitters, Braden Monin from Rushi on the 28th against Fairlawn and McCain Finkenbein for just the second win of the year for Anna. Got a no-hitter on the uh, 29th and a 13-2 win over Bakins. Those the... Uh, Things going on in the area. When we come back, we'll talk about Coldwater softball and about everything going on in Coldwater with head coach Kyle Arns. And then we'll talk about OG's track and field program. All of that still yet to come here on Around the Herd. Spring has sprung, Eric McCracken. You bet it has. That's why we're doing some spring cleaning around here at Leak Tinsels. What kind of spring cleaning, Eric? Oh, you know, making sure the lot is tidy and, of course, full of new and pre-owned vehicles like Chevys, Buicks, and GMCs. Yeah, but don't you do that all year round? We try to, but it's been hard to get Danny the Dealmaker to stay outside in those sub-freezing temperatures. I get that. So I suppose it's also easier for the customers to look around on the lot when there's not sub-freezing temperatures. You got that right. Here at Leak Tinsels, we want you to take your time when you're out looking for the vehicle of your dreams. Hey, where is Danny the Dealmaker right now anyway? Uh, he's back in the back, putting his shirt on. He got so excited about spring, he wore a tank top to work, and now nobody wants to see that. Oh, you got that right. Lee Kinsel, GM Sales and Service in Van Wert. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Shop online at LeeKinsel.com or stop in at 650 West Urban Road. They'll leave their shirts on for you. Back now as we uh, get ready to talk about softball, but not just any softball game, uh, a very specific thing that is very near and dear to me uh, coming up next weekend uh, with Coldwater softball coach Kyle Arns. And, uh, Kyle, first of all, uh, you guys are on some tear this year. Uh, thanks. I uh, appreciate that. Um, you know, we're off to a good start, and we're pretty happy with where we're at. Um, like I've told some other people, too, uh, none of our kids are satisfied yet with where we're at. Um, we set some goals at the beginning of the year and haven't accomplished those yet. Um, so until we're, we're able to do that, I think our, our kids are going to keep working at it. Well, off to 16-1 this year. You guys are 5-0 and in the MAC. Big game coming up with Minster on a Tuesday. But was this 
I mean, the very beginning, did you know that this was a team that had a possibility of this first half of the season kind of tearing through it, or was it something you saw just kind of building as it went along? Well, I knew we had a pretty special group going into the year. Uh, we only lost one senior um, from last year's team, and we uh, went 19-9 and last year. Um, so with only losing one senior, it really gave us a good start um, in our preseason stuff this year, and then once February rolled around, um, but, you know, you, you just never know, um, you know, how the kids are going to respond after a successful year. Um, you know, and then we finally got into our season and, and started to, we're able to pile up some wins. And, um, you know, we got three really good seniors that have bought in since day one. Um, so we knew we, we were, uh, like I said, we're going to return some kids, but just, just never know. Well, and it's got to be a little bit of a relief for you in that, you were kind of able to get back into a normal routine this year with the last couple of years with COVID and with everything going on that, you know, you kind of didn't get the normal stuff of, okay, hey, look what happens when we get back to whatever the heck normal is. It's paying off. Right. And my, my first year as head coach uh, was the COVID year. Um, so that was such a disappointment in losing a season in which you were trying to build your expectations and, and everything you wanted to accomplish. Um you know, and then last year we were finally be able to get back into things. And then, you know, how are we going to respond after a little bit of success? So that's what we, we definitely appreciate with the kids this year. I love senior night. I also hate it as a broadcaster because I, I feel like I end up getting them all the time. But to be able to last week on honor Grace and Macy and Maddie, uh, that's got to be a really neat thing, but kind of a bittersweet thing, I would think. Oh, definitely. And those kids, all three of them, they're just such fantastic kids. And, you know, it's, it goes way beyond softball with those three. They're they're just so nice, um, just great kids, always doing the right thing, always working hard. Um, so, you know, when you have a group of seniors like that, it's, it's definitely hard to, uh, you know, see them go at the end of the year. So, you know, we're just hoping we get to spend another month with those three. So, It also doesn't hurt that nearly with every swing or with every pitch that's You've got Madison Wendell destroying records. Yeah, that uh, that definitely helps um, having her back on, in the circle this year. Um, you know, but we returned our whole infield from last year, and I tell you what, our our infielders this year have really set their game up. Um, you know, definitely what you have in the circle helps. Um, you know, but but what you have behind is even sometimes more important because the ball is going to get put in play, um, and you can't give teams extra outs. So I've been been really happy with how our infield has come along this year. Well, it's kind of a, a crazy lightning in a bottle thing because you get such a young pitcher that with all of her travel ball, with all the extra training she does, that she's developed. And then to have that veteran infield, I mean, not a lot of teams are going to have that combination. Right. So it works out well. Uh, and sometimes that can be hard when, when you get a lot of strikeouts as a pitcher that sometimes out there playing defense, you don't get a lot of balls in action. Um, so, you know, we preach staying focused and things like that. And, and our kids have really stepped up to the plate with that. Saturday is uh, the uh, Strikeout Cancer Classic. You guys are putting this on. There's a bake sale, a hamburger sale, a shirt sale, and hopefully a very stuffed donation bucket. How did this all come about? So, yeah, this uh, this event is uh, it's going to be pretty special. and it, It's near and dear to my heart. Um, so this all started uh, a little over a year ago. Uh, my parents wanted to sponsor some kind of softball tournament in the area. And uh, so they offered to, to give a big donation to the program uh, to be able to get that started. So these other teams didn't have to pay an entry fee or help out with umpires or, you know, food. So all that was covered. 
Um, and uh, my dad had passed away back in January uh, after an eight-year battle with cancer. Um, and after he had passed away, the dynamics of this tournament has changed a little bit because it wasn't originally going to be a uh, cancer benefit type of thing. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to raise funds for the Mercer and Alglaze County Cancer Associations. Um, you know, we just thought it was was really important to try to give back and help other people um, that are going through kind of what our family had gone through over the last eight years. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. And I know uh, for recovery, St. Mary's, uh, Salina, uh, those teams as well. I know we're all looking forward to this to really try to help out these organizations that are so important. Have you found that kind of with the change to the cancer uh, thought that it made it easier or harder from a, a putting it together perspective? I mean, that it kind of brings its own challenges. Yeah, it does. And uh, it, honestly, it, it's been amazing to me that once we switched it to going to this route with, with trying to raise these funds, um, we've had so many other organizations and parents and different people reach out and wanting to help or, or donate or, or do extra things at a tournament. Um, and you know, and after my dad had passed, um, you know, we didn't want to do a tournament with his name on it because he would not want that. Um, he was a pretty special guy in our community. He actually drove bus at Coldwater for 23 years. Um, so everybody knew who he was and, uh, he was the bus driver for the softball team for the last how many years. And, uh, so we didn't want his name on it. Um, but we wanted to make sure we did something kind of in memory and, and, and honor of him and. You know, so many other people that, that fight cancer and uh, all those families that are affected by that, it's, it's just so important to try to help out these different organizations. Well, I knew as soon as I saw the handful of uh, tweets that I had to have you on to talk about it because uh, my mom, my grandma, it, it's pretty much been a thing that unfortunately, like most families, kind of runs through my family. And to, to be able to, to use one thing you love and – especially with softball to, to try to help other people. I mean, that's, that's about as perfect of a marriage I think as you could get. Right. And, um, you know, someone had told me that, uh, you know, after, after he had passed to just try to live to make him proud. And I, and I really took that to heart. So I, I hope what we're doing this coming weekend, I, I think it would make him really proud. And that, that gives me a lot of peace knowing that we're trying to help other people that are, that are going through some hard times because at the end of the day, this is all bigger and greater than a softball game. So, and we're going to try to preach to our kids that, you know, the results that happen on Saturday, those are just results. You know, what we're trying to accomplish at the end of the day on Saturday is trying to help people in life. And knowing how Coldwater is, knowing how Mercer County and Auglaise County are, I would think that uh, it would be a little bit easier to get people just to come out. I mean, you've got other things going on with uh, all the sales that you're doing uh, of, you know, they might not even be softball people. They're just we want to kind of try to help out. Yeah. And our, our communities are always so supportive of, of different activities and especially things like this. Um, you know, and on top of that, there's going to be some really good softball teams coming to this tournament. So, you know, there's not a lot of people out there that will randomly go out to a softball game. So we're trying to push that to that. Hey, come on out, check this game out. Um, you know, softball is such a great sport. It's growing in our area. Um, and you're going to see some really good teams on Saturday. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you, too, is I would think from uh, an outside perspective that just in your time as a head coach that the area and the game has really changed. Yeah, it has. Um, you know, the, the travel ball stuff has gotten really big. The youth stuff has gotten really big. 
Um, you know, there are so many good teams in our area, and I just think of even in, in our league um, this year that, you know, there are so many good pitchers. Anybody can win on any given night. Um, so it makes it fun, and it also makes it hard. Every night you go out there and play someone, um, you got to show up and, and be ready to play. 11 a.m., you guys put St. Mary's in Fort Recovery in the early game. 11-4 and four, St. Mary's, 9-6 and six, Fort Recovery. You get the late game with Salina. They're 5-11. and 11. But I would think with the way that the WBL has been, that's not – obviously you have a handful of games before this, but not a game you're just looking past. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, like I said, if, if you don't show up uh, to play, you're going to get beat this year. And, uh, you know, the WBL has been pretty wild this year. And, you know, uh, the MAC has been, been pretty solid. So that makes it kind of fun, too. We have two MAC schools and two WBL schools going after it, too. So makes it a little uh, extra fun. Now, I know with softball, it's a little bit different in that uh, good teams can kind of, I don't want to, there's I don't know how else to say this, but get away, so to speak, with having two good pitchers sort of bookend each other. Uh, if it's St. Mary's and Coldwater, I know there's a lot of people who are maybe looking at the possibility of you've had Madison doing very well, they've had Carson McLaughlin doing very well. Is it possible that that would be the matchup if you guys were to play? Uh, it could. Uh, it just all depends how that first game goes. Um, you know, we typically don't look at number of innings pitched. Um, you know, for us, it's more of number of pitches thrown. Um, so that all affects, you know, how the first game goes on, on how you want to play out that second game. I, I Like I said, I, I've read Twitter. I know there's a lot of people that look at that possibility and say those are two of the best pitchers in the area. Yeah, it'd be, it would definitely be fun. Um, and I'm sure St. Mary's is definitely wanting to, you know, get that first game and we want to get that first game and then, you know, see whatever happens in that second game. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Well, as it stands right now, the consolation game at 245, the championship game at 430, uh, 62 degrees and partly cloudy is the forecast a week from now. So I, I hope that cleans up a little bit for you. Yeah, I've uh, I've had my fingers crossed here for a couple of weeks now that we can get some good weather on Saturday. Um, you know, the, the spring's been pretty wild with, with the cold and the rain and the wind, and uh, so we're hoping the good man upstairs can give us some good weather on Saturday. And Tuesday night against Minster, I would think, as well. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, we keep saying, though, too, we tell our kids that we have uh, New Bremen on Monday night first. Um, you know, if we don't take care of business Monday, then, then Tuesday isn't going to mean much. Um, so we just, you know, we look at one game at a time, um, and, our, and our kids are very aware of that. Um, just with some of the results that have happened this year in some games that you can't look past anyone and uh, you got to show up every night and uh, can't take anybody for granted. What's the one thing you're most looking forward to about just the event on Saturday? Um, you know, just, just to see people out there supporting this. Um, you know, like I said, this is so much bigger than, than the game of softball um, and trying to teach our kids life lessons about helping other people is, is so important to me. Um, you know, and obviously I have seen what cancer can do to a person and to families. And I mean, it's incredibly hard, you know, and it breaks my heart knowing that other people have to go through that, especially the young ones uh, that have to deal with that. So, you know, we've kind of, kind of made it our mission a little bit to, you know, try to help those people out, you know, anything we can do to try to make things a little bit easier for them or, you know, just to know that there's support out there for them. Um, and I think that's so important to teach our kids that. I'm always fascinated uh, from scheduling perspectives, kind of how things work. When you went to these three schools, 
I would think you had to go early, right? Because you have to convince them to not take an extra game on their schedule because you get a fixed number, right? Correct. Um, so actually, and this this all started a little over a year ago, and we could not do it in the 2021 season because our schedules were full. Um, so we had to wait until the 2022 season. Um, and, you know, and I kind of wanted to wait until as late as possible in our regular season to do it. Number one, because of weather. Uh, you know, usually the weather's better at the beginning of May than the beginning of April. And also, I think, just to create some kind of tournament atmosphere before we start our, our sectional tournament the following week. Um, so just to kind of get our kids in a little bit of a, a high-pressure situation and that, and that feeling, I thought, would uh, you know, be kind of neat for our kids, too. Well, I hope that thousands of people show up and uh, you guys are able to do huge things. People want to find out more about this and so they can plan their trip. How do they do that? Well, I would just, uh, the biggest thing is just on Twitter, um, Cav Softball and then an underscore. Um, you know, that's where I usually post our, our information with it. And uh, so plan to keep uh, people updated uh, through that um, if there's any changes or, you know, updates on the event. Well, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Hey, you know, I'm I'm more than honored, and I'm so excited to uh, to put this on. And like I said, there's been so many other people that are that are offering to help out, and uh, we're really looking forward to this. It's uh, I think it's going to be a great event. I can't wait uh, for you to be able to take a deep breath next Sunday because you've got one heck of a week in front of you. Yeah, you know, and we do, but that's that's what makes it so fun. You know, it's big games and. You know the events and things like this, and you know to see the smiles on the kids' faces and seeing them compete and having fun, and that's that's why we do this stuff. The uh, Strikeout Cancer Classic next Saturday starts at 11 a.m. with St. Mary's and Fort Recovery, Salina and Coldwater at one, Constellation game at 2:45, Championship game at 4:30. Thank you so much, Kyle. Hey, I appreciate the coverage and uh, you reaching out about this. Really appreciate it. Back with more coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Be more wild. Are you tired of sitting around at home this summer? Bring your family and come down to the African Safari Wildlife Park located in Port Clinton, Ohio. We have giraffe, zebra, bison, and much more. So skip the lines at the amusement park and come experience the safari for yourself. Are you tired of the normal zoo experience? Looking for an exciting way to see animals up close? Take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the signs. Just 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. Changing gears from softball, going it to the other end of the spectrum, talking about track and field in the spring when we are able to have it with Ottawa Gladorf head coach Matt Burwell. And Matt, uh, big weekend for you guys, uh, not only with trying to figure out who was going to do what, but kind of having to navigate prom. This is always uh, a difficult weekend, especially for the ladies. You know, they always have their hair and makeup and every other appointment set up. and. Um, we're pretty relaxed staff. Uh, we put our kids in the events, what we, what our normal events were, and we gave them the green light, get out of here, go have fun. Um, but um, everyone was, I would say, competed very well and uh, got their job done, what they needed to do, and then they had fun. I didn't hear anything else crazy, so that, it was a good night for them. Well, I saw the pictures on the bus, and the, the combined champions a couple of nights ago at Liberty Benton, and uh, it looks like a group that, one, you can tell they've been in the sun for quite some time, but an exhausted group, but a very happy group. Yeah, um, it, it was really neat, and that the combined trophy was definitely a surprise. Um, 
uh, went back and there was like four or five teams within 10 points. So um, it was nice to see and, and good for the guys too. Um, they haven't the, really, I want to say uh, they've scored well, but um, they haven't got the success or the trophies like they deserve. And it was finally, it was nice to see that, you know, both the boys and girls got it. And you, you said something about being a long day. Um, if the kids needed any kind of treatment, it was, they had to be at the high school at 645 in the morning. I think that picture was taken about four o'clock. Wow. Most of, most of the kids were on their feet all day in the wind, rain, sun, rain again, more sun. So, yes, it was a long day, but uh, well worth it. Well, plus, as the saying goes at Ottawa Glendorf, anytime you beat Liberty Benton in anything, it's a pretty good day. We, uh, th- that is a very true statement. Um, I got to watch what I say because our um, That's a our joke, football... just so that anybody <laughs> yeah. knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, um, yeah, for the size of the schools, uh, Liberty Bent and us and Oak Harbor were one of the three bigger schools, and there's been multiple years. Um, it's been us and Liberty Benton right down the wire to both the Liberty Benton Invitational and our gold medal. And the same thing happened this year with our ladies that um, we were lucky our girls finished one to LB's two both times. I know it's been uh, a big couple of weeks for you guys with pretty much a meet every weekend or so. What did the one on the 15th where you were able to host the uh, Junior High Invitational and kind of watch as, as things have come full circle with the program. What did that one mean? Um, it was nice. Um, I know um, this year is our first one. Uh, the Rick Hughes, Vicky Doty, Junior I invite. Um, we were lucky to have five schools there. And it's just nice um, to have our junior high kids have a, a, a chance at their home invitational, their home meet, home course to have – basically, you know, a chance to compete the best. Um, you know, you only take your top two individuals, or I think this was a top three with only having five teams, but it was nice to see. I mean, we got lucked out. We had great weather for it, and um, it was a lot of fun. I, we've already had, I want to say, four to six other um, teams reach out and say, can we get in next year? So, we had five. We're probably going to get that to anywhere from nine to twelve teams next year. What's it like for you in the off season? Because I've talked to a lot of coaches and to ads about scheduling, but I, I mean, with baseball, maybe you get two teams if you're playing a split doubleheader. Basketball, you're obviously you're playing one. Football, you're playing one. But track and field feels like you know you might have a dual meet. You might have a tri meet. You might have ten teams. I mean, how? How is that for you to, to kind of look at, especially being one of the better teams in the area of people might not want to come because OG's there? Well, a lot of it is um, pretty much set schedule. Um, how the very first week we always have a quad meet versus Elida, Clyda, Fort Jennings. That's always our standard Tuesday, and then that Saturday is the Salina Invitational. And you pretty much you, you have the same – it's not like basketball where they rotate um, the schedule for the league and or like wrestling where you have to wrestle against everyone in the league. We, we normally have the same teams um, and we have the same invitational lineup schedule uh, for the, pretty much for the last four or five years. Um, the only change this year was um, we dropped out of the Walpock relays and we added a very tough uh, Tiffin Columbian invitational. 
So other than that, our schedule is exactly the same as last year. Weather, always a factor in the spring. I mean, you're trying to get as many things in as you can. Uh, I saw back in March your first meet, 40 degrees, 20-mile-an-hour winds, and you still got 25 out of the 34 events. You were able to put first-place finishers. I mean, what what's the thought on that? Where do you gauge your program during the year of, okay, I feel like we could have a good year. Is it is it there, or is that just, okay, let's just build on that and see what happens? Uh, a lot of it, the, the kids know what their best marks are. Um, whether what high throws and we kind of gauge that first meet, where are they at compared to the finish of last season? We know it's not going to be the best, you know, obviously you run better warm weather conditions. Like you said, 40, 40 degrees and 20 mile an hour winds was not ideal, but we did get out there and we were able to compete. That was the big thing. Um, and, a lot of it is, I think kids are just anxious to not just run during practice, but to compete against other teams. And uh, I, I, I give it their all because I don't. One, I don't ever remember being this cold all the time, cold, windy, rainy, when I was in high school. But they don't complain. Uh, they we tell them to dress warm, and the main thing is our kids are very disciplined. They take the time to warm up, stretch, and do it properly. Uh, there's a lot of teams that really do not dislike um, the cold weather just because they're afraid of injury. And we are two as coaches, but we know that our kids are very dependable on warming up so they don't pull any hamstrings or quads or calves or anything like that. And so far, knock on wood, we've been very lucky to uh, dodge that. Well, it kind of helps, I would think, too, that by this point, you've got a pretty veteran group that you brought back this year. Yes. Um, last year, we had one senior between the boys and girls. Um, that was Gavin Hedrick, and uh, he was a state qualifier, actually state placer in the 110 hurdles. Um, and then this year, I know the boys have a lot more seniors. The girls only have two. So we had a very young group last year, a lot of sophomores and freshmen few juniors um and then i mean same thing we we're gonna lose um ella oakley who's a hurdler 103 and a hurdler and then amara shepherd who does the sprints and some of the sprint relays um we're gonna miss them but we are gonna be very lucky like i said we get the bulk of our um letterman returning and we're gonna have some outstanding eighth graders gonna be able to fill those roles right back in I know that uh, as a coach, you obviously look at the long view, look at the big view of what we do as a team, but I don't look that way. Uh, You have a lot of girls I love on your team because I get to see them throughout the year with soccer and with basketball and some other things, and I I can't say enough good things about Alexa Fortman. I mean, I I feel like there's a a category at Ottawa Glandorf where it's Ottawa Glandorf record, Alexa Fortman record on a board somewhere. She, uh, she is special. Um, not only, you know, going to just how lucky we are to have her. Um, if you think she's been to state in soccer, cross country, basketball, and track. And she's done this all and still has this season plus her junior year. I mean, she, uh, most people don't even get to do it once. She's done it in four different sports. 
um, talking to records wise, um, it was special when we did a mock meet last year. Now she lost her freshman year to COVID and that was unfortunate. Um, That's the one record nobody year, could break. Yeah. Um, she was, uh, well, right off the bat, she ran and she was just within a few seconds of, uh, 800 and a 400 a meter record. And that was one of the first meets. Uh, currently she holds the record, uh, in the 400 at 56, 71, I want to believe I, I, it's 56 and change. Um, she broke the 800 at, she broke it last year and her broke it again this year, uh, two eleven twenty one. 21, um, broke the 1600 meter record, uh, five minutes, 10.47 seconds. Um, you know, well, and let me ask you about own- that, about the 1600, because I saw it on Twitter and for people who I want to say aren't as well versed in uh, the timing with how track and field goes, she broke her own record by seven seconds. How big of an improvement is that really? It, it, it just shows that um, her, her cross, and last year she did basketball as a sophomore. She went and worked on her endurance. She ended up uh, switching, going to swim. And I really think that had a lot to do. You know, you got to use all your muscles, all work hard, every you know, all your kicking, all your motions in the pool. And I really think her endurance is just, it, it has increased that much. And to what she did in the um, in the sixteen hundred and the mile, it, it, it's incredible. And I know it's not this limbs who works hard all the time. And um, you know, she's special. That's for sure. When uh, Emma Hoffman broke the school's record for discus throw last weekend, she broke her sister's record. Did you happen to hear from her sister and, and her just kind of say, "No, are you sure? Can you maybe recount that?" <laughs> um, knowing both of those uh, girls, they're so humble, so nice. Um, you know, they probably Emma probably apologized. She probably said, <laughs> I, "You know, I'm so sorry for breaking your record." But um, both those girls work. It, it, they're out throwing either shot or disc eleven or twelve months of the year. Whether they they throw behind the bleachers in the basketball court during the winter, um, they do a full indoor season. Um, they go to Finley, BG, um, Ohio Northern, and a couple other indoor events. And uh, both Emma and Grace both qualified for the uh, state meet and at Spire uh, outside Cleveland. Um, and Grace is lucky she uh, is at Finley, University of Finley, and was part of that uh, indoor GLIAC, I want to say. Yep. Um, they won their conference. And which is good to see that the success she's having outside of high school and Emma's going to be right there. It'll be interesting. You know, being only sophomore, you don't get to hear from too many people, but um, she has a chance to do the same. Well, and then, of course, uh, another girl I'm I'm a huge fan of, and, and I get to see her in soccer. I've called her a spark plug for years, and it's kind of carried over to basketball with Lily Hazelman broke the uh, school's pole vault record, which just, by the way, happened to be hers, by a decent amount. I mean, she's just one where you talked about the other girls being humble. I would imagine she apologized to herself for breaking the record. She, uh, she's special. Um, in the areas that I like my specialty events, pole vault is uh, my specialty. 
So to see her when she was in junior high, now I'm through high school, um, and then to be able to break her record and then break it again, it, it is incredible. Um, always has a smile on her face, always, you know, bubbly, bouncing around. And uh, hey, what a great kid. And we have that across the boys and girls team. But, you know, like you said, she's a special person that um, I don't think she can make any enemies. Uh, maybe it's the opponents in basketball the opponents, with her yeah. defense. But um, she she's a great teammate, always cheering her, uh, everyone on, not just the races or the relays that she's in, but she's always um, just she's a great one to have. Uh, I've seen quite a few point guards that probably weren't too thrilled with her for about two hours. <laughs> yes. I, I want to mention, obviously, all of uh, the rest of your girls. You have your relay team with Olivia Fenbert, Rose Turnwall, Lily, and Maddie Hovist. You have Ella Oakley in the hurdles, Clara Beach in the hurdles, uh, Corinne Clawson in the relays, Kenzie Recker, and I'm missing Kaylee Verhoff, Emma Hoffman, Haley Ellerbrock. You've got a, a terrific team. What can this team accomplish this year? Um, it'll be interesting. Um, not that everyone looks forward to the league meet and Salina girls have been the dominant power for many, many years. Um, we have some girls that are going to win a lot of events, but Salina's got it where they might not win, but they'll get a second and a fourth, second and a fifth or dual place. Um, so it's going to be really tough. Um, I hope our girls are up to it at league. Um, so I'm hoping for a top three finish, you know, maybe more. Um, and then once we get to districts, I, last year we were district runner ups and I think we can be there again. If not, you know, win the district. So is there. Um, they came out with the teams. There's 14 teams in our district. A lot of WBL schools there. Um, to hell that defiance. It's great facilities there. And, um, we're excited, and you know, at districts, you need to be top four to move on. And we had quite a few girls make it on the regionals, and we were lucky last year. We believe we had high jump, pole vault, four by four, four by eight, and then Alexa Fortman and uh, 400, 800. And uh, I think we can add maybe uh, Emma has a chance in her disc. I think we can get um, our field events back there and. Maybe able to sneak even a four by two in there. Um, only time will tell, and um, just hope everything goes our way, and you know, get some breaks here and there. There's a a big push right now about raising money to renovate Titan Stadium with the the new track and the new football field and the turf, and with everything that that goes along with that, with the community, uh, their willingness to always help out with anything that says Titans on it. How excited are you? I want to say right now at the possibility, but of the eventuality that that all gets done. Well, um, it will be nice. Um, I'm looking forward to they when they do go to turf. It'll be easier for us to warm up. I mean, we'll be able to warm up in the infield. Um, I do not believe, though, they are going to expand it to eight lanes. Um, they would have to do some work with moving the um, visitor stands out. But... Um, it's going to be exciting and a big facelift always looks nice. Um, you know, it, it's going to be very nice when it's done. Uh, the track we just had resurfaced and actually redone about three, four years ago. Um, still looks good. 
Um, the long jump pit's good. I'm hoping when we actually resurface, when we go to turf, we'll be able to get, maybe get dual pits. So, you know, you're always running with the wind, wind at your back. Um, but, like I said, the, the stadium, we are very lucky with our community. Sounds like they already have over 600,000 rows, and they got a quite a other, uh, quite a bit of uh, organizations um, going to be able to donate more and move that up. It'll be nice once, you know, new stands, new concession stands, restrooms, um, the whole face lift is going to be beautiful. And also as a football coach, I can't wait for the turf. <laughs> um, just, and it's not, I like the natural grass is great, but yeah, it's, it's Ohio, whole, yeah, it's, it's in the fall. Time. Yeah, just just not to be able to stand in mud on the sidelines is going to be great. <laughs> well, that and you know how OG is about keeping up with the Joneses, and now that half of the WBL has it, you got to get it done. Yeah, um, and it, it is nice. And honest, looking ahead to our football schedule, switching hats, um, nine of our ten regular season games, I believe, will be on turf. We have, and it's just the way our, our schedule sets, but um, we play Defiance away, Walpock away, uh, St. Mary's away, and Bath away. So four of our five away teams will have turf, and then our five home games will have turf. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Uh, that'll make an old-school guy like uh, Ken very happy. Yes. Yes, it will. To play a lot and if faster. he's happy, then all our if he's happy, then all our coaches are happy. <laughs> right, everyone in the world is happy. Thank you so much for doing this. Hey, not a problem. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, keep following us. Hopefully, we have some success. We go to Galleon in a very, very tough meet. It'll be very similar to uh, different Colombian. A lot of big schools, a lot of good D two schools there. So uh, we'll see what happens. Well, good luck and good weather. Yes. Good weather. We'll take that. That's the head coach of the OG track program and Matt Burwell back with some more here in just a few minutes. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, home of the Titan Burger, and if you're really hungry, the Cow Tipper. Tony's grounds their hamburger meat each day. Each patty is fresh and never frozen and not cooked until you order it. Don't forget to add some of the great sides like French fries, pickle fries, and their great breaded mushrooms. While you're there, you can't forget to get some of their great ice cream, ice cream treats, and frozen yogurt. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, making burger history since 1962. I've said it before, I'll say it again. One of my favorite places in the entire world. Double cheeseburger, please. And the uh, chicken nuggets. Which I mistakenly called chicken McNuggets one time when I ordered them. And the girl repeated it back. And my wife had to point out that I said it wrong. Because apparently McNuggets is from a different place with an arch or something. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But it worked. They're very good. The barbecue sauce is tremendous as well. Thanks to Matt Burwell, the Ottawa Glendorf head Coach extraordinaire. He's getting three coaches or three sports that he coaches, bowling and football, and also the uh, track and field team on the girls' side. And a big thanks to Kyle Lawrence. I hope everybody's able to get out to uh, that event this weekend and help strike out cancer. The uh, first annual strikeout cancer classic on Saturday. There's a bake sale, a hamburger sale. I don't think they'll let you pay them tomorrow for a hamburger today, though. So you might want to take your money. But a lot of cool things uh, going on. Uh, Don't forget, Sunday night, if you're looking for something to do to wind down the weekend before you go back to work on Monday, Spencerville and Bradford playing baseball 
of the high school variety from a Fifth Third Field or now Day Air Credit Union Ballpark in Dayton. That game starts at 7 o'clock on Z Sports 3. That's what I've got for this week. Uh, looking for some more cool things. Boys Tournament Draw next week as well. We'll talk about all of that, but thanks for listening and supporting this show. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow. Here I go. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.